struggling with loneliness after the death of your spouse. Join us at the free Purpose Reimagined online event from May 30th to June 1st. Learn from grief and widowhood experts on how to rebuild your life after loss. Visit widowsquad.com to register and start your journey to healing. You are listening to the Widow Squad podcast, the show that helps widows create a fulfilling life after loss. Join hosts Jen Zwink, Kim Murray, and Melissa Pierce as they share expert tips, resources, and advice to help you get a grip on your grief and learn how to thrive. If you're a widow, this is where you want to be. Welcome back to the Widow Squad podcast. I'm Melissa Pierce here with my co-hosts, Jen Zwink and Kim Murray. So this week we thought we'd talk about what are some things, and they might be some odd things, that you have kept of your late husbands? Um, I don't know. Let's start with Kim. What are some things that you that you still have around that mean something to you? Maybe odd, whatever. Just they're not really odd things, but so well, I kept. First of all, I kept my husband's cell phone for a very long time, mm-hmm. so I did get. I did get rid of it. I hate saying that term, get rid of. Um, I like to use the term rehomed when I Mm -hmm. say I'm getting rid of things. Mm -hmm. I didn't get rid of it. I rehomed it. But uh, I kept a cell phone for a very long time. So eight years, I kept it because we had text messages on it. And I would read those text messages over and over again. So the same, you know, string of messages. And it would just, I would see dates on it. No, I remember that day when we took the boys to the ski place and, you know, so-and-so fell on the ski hill, whatever. We just had texts back and forth. So every once in a while, I would get those out. And I cried a lot, obviously, after he died. But sometimes when you get to the point where you can't cry anymore, you sometimes want to still cry to get that release out. So I'd have to read these text messages when I would want to force myself to cry, if that makes sense. I had to release some things. And sometimes I wasn't releasing enough. So I'd read the text messages. And the, this was the old phone too. So I mean, like imagine the phone. number of, inter- <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's like, I can't believe we used to use these phones considering what we have now. <laughs> right. It's kind of funny when we look back on it, but I kept that for a long time. And then when we decided, when I decided to move out of the house that we shared, I thought it was time to let that cell phone go. So I did. But when uh-huh. he was, when he was sick, he had glioblastoma, which is a terminal brain cancer. And he was being treated at the University of Michigan hospital system. And so, and he was a big U of M fan, just football fan anyway. But um, when he had his, when he had his surgery, so he was diagnosed with the tumor, they got to get it out immediately. So he's diagnosed a week later, he had the um, surgery and they can take out most of the tumor, but obviously they don't get all of it. That's why it's terminal. You can't clear every cell, you know, cancer cell it comes back. And so, but after he had the surgery, he got himself or he wanted to get himself a University of Michigan shirt. And then he had embroidered on the shirt, glioblastoma survivor Mm. is what he had embroidered on it because he he made it through the surgery Mm -hmm. and he was still alive. So he wore that. He was very proud of it. He wore it often. Well, he didn't survive the, the cancer, but I kept that shirt because it just meant a lot to him. Mm. And it was in the back of my closet for a really long time. So I took most of his clothes and I donated them to the Vietnam veterans, you know, service of mm. America. And there was a few shirts that I kept. And that was one of them because, um, 
yeah. it just was, it's just, you know, a reminder of a really bad time in our life. But just the fact that he was so proud of how he got through the surgery and how he handled everything in that last year, um, I just couldn't, couldn't part with it. So yeah. that's one of the things I kept. Yeah. Where is it now? I mean, is it, I mean, is it in your closet or it's do you wear closet. it? I, no, I don't wear it. And I kept it in, there's a couple of shirts I kept. So I, I got, you know, I donated a lot of them, but just a few shirts that were just him. Mm-hmm. They were just mm-hmm. Mark Murray. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, kept them in the back of the closet. So I just keep it back there. And every once in a while, I don't see them all the time, but every once in a while I'll pull it out and Again, if I need a, you know, if there's been some time I haven't had some tears and I'm, yeah. I need, I need a forced release, yeah. then I will bring out the shirt and take a look at it. But that's probably the, um, the most significant thing that I, that I kept. What about you, Melissa? Yeah. What did you keep? Oh, um, well, Dave was a rock collector, something, a love that I did not share with him. <laughs> Rocks, interesting. Okay, rock. what's the name of that? Isn't there a like a actual name for the? I'm sure there I don't is. know. Rock hound. <laughs> no, it's not know. tip of my tongue. But go ahead. Yeah, I'm thinking of. Go ahead. Uh, like if we were at the beach, is that like a geologist or something? Yeah, it was like a meditative practice. Like I think that, yeah. for him to search for rocks and um, uh, we we live in Oregon, so there's a lot of Native American artifacts. You can just you can find arrowheads in particular fields in wow. in, in the eastern part of the state, and so um, he would just. I don't know. We sometimes we'd just be driving along, and and he would stop on the side of the road. I'm like, "What are we doing? Oh, there's this. Field. I'm gonna go look for <laughs> some arrowheads or some rocks." I'm like, oh, "Okay." Okay. So uh, we had like two or three big, like those five gallon buckets with the handles, just full of rocks, rocks, wow. rocks, rocks. Wow. Some were some are really pretty, you know. Some were just I don't know, rocks. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> so and they were in the garage and so we as I mentioned in a previous episode we moved from um my boys and I moved from our home very shortly after Dave died and then we had to move shortly again so I'm continually taking these buckets of rocks and moving them (laughs) to all the places so um I did keep I went through some of them and I did keep a few that I kind of remember him telling me about this special rock. So I knew kind of the story behind the rocks. I kept a few and then I'm like, well, I don't want to carry these rocks around anymore. What should I do with them? I didn't want to just dump them on the side of the road. I wanted to kind of have some kind of, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I wanted, they were special to him. So I didn't want to just throw them away get rid of them so the, you rehomed them you rehomed I rehomed the them re-homed back them. to the earth yeah. um, so <laughs> I took we our house was on the market but it was empty we were it was a house on six acres in the woods tons of trees very forested and I took the the um the buckets of these rocks up with our kids and I said hey guys we're, we're gonna get rid of these not get rid of we're gonna have a game we're gonna like throw the rocks we just threw them we tried to hit trees we tried to hit other big rocks and we just had this we, we were just on the porch of this empty house with a for sale sign on it and me and our two kids we just threw the rocks 
back and they're they're back in the earth where where they needed to be but I did keep a few of those and then I have Dave was a football coach so he was a a junior high and high school football coach and the coaches had jackets with their names Mm -hmm. embroidered on them and that was very much a part of his identity was a teacher football coach so I have that jacket it's just in the closet nobody's allowed to wear it yeah I don't wear it Mm -hmm. I've asked the boys if they want it they don't want it now but maybe they do later but that's what I have kept and then I also kept this other jacket it's your standard Columbia sportswear and black rain jacket yeah. and I had it in the closet and in the coat closet way way in the back and somebody in our family had put it on and borrowed it I'm not going to mention who, if somebody's what? listening to this. And I was, huh? I came unglued and it was such a, it was such a weird reaction because I'm like, where's the jacket? Yeah. Where, like when, when this person came home, like what, like, how dare you? Right. I get <laughs> no, it. You know, they I didn't totally get know. It. Nobody mm-hmm. knew, but mm-hmm. it was like, that jacket oh my God. touched. Um, oh, Wow. And even when I see people, because it's a common jacket, I'll see people, men on the street who wear this. And I'm always like, do a double take, like, Uh oh, gosh. Um, And I ended up just donating that jacket. I had to like, this is just a jacket. But I do have his football jacket um, with his his name embroidered on the side. Yeah. It's kind of funny what we attribute or what the importance we put on on things so how about you Jen oh my list goes on and on I kept so many things you guys I still do have stuff I do and I've moved several times things have been in storage units and then I just keep bringing them with me and I don't know the reason but I just keep them and there was a lot of things that I did get rid of when we moved and I sold the house But as far as like when my picture of him in my head and like the things that he would wear, I kept all of the sweatshirts and even undershirts. Uh, I did finally get rid of, and I didn't, I donated, but donated like pants and shorts. Uh, I kept his socks. So weird. Cause look, my friend came over, she was trying to help me clean things out when I'm selling my house. So she started boxing up all of the socks and I was like, no, we can't get rid of that. We can't. It's just socks. I mean, I went crazy. (laughs) I I didn't, I was like, don't let, don't touch it. Let me do it. I will do it. You know, I, I reacted just a weird way about socks, white socks. I mean, (laughs) Nothing special. Socks you but, get at the at the grocery store. Right. At the grocery store. Yeah. Hanes pack of ten or whatever. I don't even know. Whatever. Um, but anyway, I am thankful that I did keep the sweatshirts because Claire wears them now. She they're huge on her, right? But she just loves to wear those. Um, I actually found recently there was a box of things, and it was some of his work things, like his his little pin. Um that said Dr. Brent, you know, on his, on his work coat. Um, so some of his optometry things and optometry equipment, but also in there was this big pack 
it was like a, a box of baseball cards from when he was little. Yeah. And I totally forgot that he had that. And I forgot that it was in this other box. So it's like a box inside of a box. And um, not that I meant to keep it, but I'm so glad that I did. He's got some in there that are individually in like little plastic wow. containers. Oh, yeah. So I know that they are really super special. Um, maybe worth something. I don't know. But this was his childhood. So I was mm-hmm. really um, excited that I still have that. But one of the things that I did keep also, and I didn't realize that he had so many shoes. This man had like 50 pairs of shoes. I don't even know how many tennis shoes. Like it was insane because he would keep them in the garage and then he would keep them in his closet and they were everywhere around the house. So when I had to go through his shoes, it's like, what am I going to do with all these shoes? I can donate them. I can give them to other people. I can do all that stuff. But Claire and I had been on a trip or we were going on a trip and I decided that I was going to take his shoes with us and I was going to leave him wherever we went to these new destinations places we had never been before I had made this decision that everything that I had been through it was not going to stop me from living a good life and seeing all of the places that we wanted to see together that he never did get a chance to see but I could still bring him with me to wherever we were going So I, the first time we went to Disney, I took his shoes and I left one like over by, it was the first time Claire had been on a roller coaster. So, you know, I left his shoe there. I took a picture. And then the first time we went out to California and we were at Newport beach and Claire put her toes in the Pacific. That was the first time she had done that. So I took one of his shoes and I put it on a little rock and I took a picture of her by the beach. Um, with his shoe. So I said, daddy is walking with us, you know, Mm -hmm. wherever we're going all around the world. And I kind of made it our thing. It was for Claire and I, and it just made a special part of any trip that we went on. And his shoes have been everywhere. Like (sighs) when I tell you, we went to Russia. So he's got a shoe in Russia. We went to Iceland and we went hiking inside of a glacier and his shoe is inside of a yeah. glacier wow. in Iceland. Yeah. Um, we do you leave Alaska. the shoes there? Yeah, I do. Okay. So you leave a shoe there. I leave a shoe that wherever is, we go. Gosh, I wonder if something's going viral now. Like there's there, all these shoes are showing yeah. up all over the world, but right. that's so cool. You're leaving a piece of him there that you've yeah. been to. Oh my gosh. So it's like he walked with us wherever we were and he was with us on that trip wherever we went. Um, So we have a lot of places still that we have to cover, but it's, it's been a a fun, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. (laughs) A a fun kind of um, tribute to him and a way to honor him and take us with us. Yeah. I love it. That's beautiful. I mean, you can do there again. There's no rules again around what you keep, what you rehome, what you donate. There's just no, it's whatever feels right to you. You know, like you, if you want to keep his whole wardrobe of clothes, keep it. Who cares? And and if it starts to feel like 
you, you know, you don't want to, then don't, you know, there's. Well, that's it. You can decide. I mean, I, yeah. I kept a bunch of stuff for my kids. I didn't keep it for me. I still mm-hmm. have things in my basement for my kids because my husband was a big hunter and fisherman and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So I, mm-hmm. he had a ton of coats and jackets and pants and hunting gear and fishing gear. That's all packed up and ready for the boys when they're ready to take it. So there's a lot oh, of yeah. things that are going to my children that I still have. Not that I've kept for myself, mm-hmm. but. Tons of stuff for the kids because he had. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to I'm not I'm not going to decide what my kids take or don't take. Right. I've saved it for them when they're adults. They can decide for themselves if they don't want it, then that's fine. Yeah, we, we will mm-hmm. rehome it at that point. But I wasn't about to decide prior to them reaching adulthood what they were going to want to keep and not. keep. Yeah. So I did. I did. have I did a lot of that stuff still in my basement. There's no rules, whatever, no. whatever no. feels good to honor. I love the shoe pictures. Yeah. I, that is so cool. That is really, what an interesting way. Did the thought just kind of come to you or? I was driving, I was driving into work one day and, um, and I just said, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And I started crying. Mm -hmm. I get a lot of ideas when I'm driving. It's a good place to think. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You have some time. And I was, I was just thinking, I don't want to get rid of these shoes, but I, and again, yeah, I'm I'm not going to let this, what happened, stop me from doing all of these things. So I just had this idea that I was going to bring them with them, bring yeah. them with us. So, yeah. So cool. Maybe you'll share a shoe picture in the Widow Squad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah. So many. And I still have some left. I have so many left. <laughs> wow. He had a There's ton of so shoes. So many shoes. <laughs> I mean, you figure what 40 pairs of shoes and then I just take one so mm-hmm. yeah it's a lot of 80, 80 countries 80 places to see yeah we have a lot a lot left to do wow. so. oh good topic good topic thanks for sharing and um thanks listeners for for hanging in there with us we really appreciate you and um we will see you next week thanks for listening to the widow squad podcast We hope that this episode of the Widow Squad podcast has left you feeling supported, encouraged, and empowered. Remember, you are not alone, and there is a community of widows ready to welcome you into the Widow Squad membership. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, take care of yourself. If you're looking for ways to cope with loss and start rebuilding your life, the Purpose Reimagined event is here to help. From May 30th to June 1st, join us and many other grief and widowhood experts for a transformative online experience. It's completely free. Register now at widowsquad.com and start finding your way back to hope.